0: Hello my Jonathan Livingston Smeagles! This is your Zen and the Arwen Motorcycle Maintenance host Matthew Sanborn-Smith and his Elrond Kool-Aid Acid Test podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about struggling your entire life to gain power over those weaker than you. It's not as easy as it sounds. You might speed things up by giving yourself a ridiculously intimidating name like God, Emperor of Dog. God, Emperor of Dog by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Arjun was a 97-pound weakling. The worst part of being such a thing isn't all the muscle-bound bullies kicking sand in your face. It's getting your ass beaten on a daily basis by all the 98-pound weaklings who are looking to exercise power over anyone who isn't a child. It took three years of this abuse before Arjun smartened up and began seeking out 96-pound weaklings. No dice. Or rather, there were dice, but Arjun wasn't able to pick them up. He did find a 96-pound strongling and received not just a beating, but the most humiliating experience of his life. Even worse than when his mother showed his ding-ding to everyone at the pediatrician's office. And he was 27 years old. He thought maybe that was normal when your mom worked at the pediatrician's office. It wasn't. Not until his cousin showed him a magazine ad did his entire life turn around. The answer had been so close for so long. That magazine had been sitting on his mother's coffee table for years, but Arjun had never been strong enough to turn the pages to see it. The ad was for a martial arts course called Akita, the fighting technique that involved pelting one's opponent with a series of Japanese dogs. Arjun never thought he'd be strong enough to lift an entire dog, or a puppy, or even a dog embryo, but he knew that some people feared dogs. This course might get him the connections to be able to walk down the street with confidence, well, to be carried down the street with confidence, if he could do so while surrounded by an entire pack of wild slavering dog embryos. His grandmother carted him to the class in a wheelbarrow and dumped him onto the floor. Fight your way back home, she said, then ran over him with the wheelbarrow on her way out. Arjun explained to the teacher his hopes and dreams for this class, and everyone there laughed uncontrollably at him. Then they sent a student to the grocery store, and she returned with a barrel of dog embryos, and everyone threw them at the helpless Arjun. He was soon caked with them, and many went into his mouth. He drew strange strength from these, and rose to his feet, went to the barrel, and ate everything in it, even the partially hydrogenated oil. The embryos on his skin fused with him and grew until Arjun was a man made out of a pack of wild dogs. They were pugs though so no one took him seriously. He showed them though. He showed them all. He threw himself at his classmates and although he didn't hurt them because he was soft and fluffy, he was able to sneeze all over them with hundreds of dog noses. Dripping people ran screaming from him in disgust and Arjun decided to hit the streets looking for revenge. His grandmother had gotten word that Arjun was looking for her and locked all her doors, but what did such a thing mean to Arjun? His body broke down into its constituent dogs, ran through the doggy door like some kind of pug train, and reassembled inside like a big cuddly Terminator. To Arjun's shock and horror, his grandmother was ready for him. While he'd been out screwing around, the old woman had covered herself with the embryos of wheelbarrows, and now was a killer armed with steel, wood, and tires. And that's when things got pugly. If this story dogged your boner, you can fetch it and other measly treats at the web chow of the Bow Wow Wow BewareTheHairyMango.com Now I want candy. I know they didn't do it first. It's time for mail! Email Beware the Hairy Mango It takes more than one to tangle. The only other rhyme is Durango Unless you stretch Mustango. We're skipping spam this week because Keith's email is nearly the length of one of my stories. I'm afraid I'll have to do a voice for Keith's words as I'll be interjecting my own here and there, and what would you do if you couldn't differentiate? Keith writes, I meant to send this in time for your anniversary show, but well, I got lazy and life got in the way. Mostly, I got lazy. He wrote this over a month ago, by the way. I'm just getting to it now. That's how much I appreciate you people. What the mango has taught me. The punchline that is such bullshit makes a great inspiration for a story. If you try really hard, you can turn the Mars Trilogy into a tetralogy, or quadrilogy... For the alien fans, for a school project and get an A on it. And that's true. Keith did write a fourth part to my Mars trilogy for a class and didn't do a half-bad imitation of my mango style. Hanging up drywall while listening to the hirsute fruit is bad for your fingers. If only you were a vampire, Keith. They're skillful drywallers. May is my ear's happiest month, and my mouth's unhappiest. A creative common license is one of the foremost muses of Matthew Sanborn Smith. It could always use a little punching up. If you need a vacation, invite others over for a drive to the mailbox. Good episode. Even a creator of many poop stories can write beautiful stories like Fluff and Buttons on the Teddy Bear Range and Beauty Belongs to the Flowers. Listen to him, people. Both of those stories are available as eBooks, just waiting for you to purchase them. Speaking of that, I just released a swell new short story collection called The Dritty Dozen, which Mango listeners might dig. You'd better look up my name on Amazon because you'll never guess at the title spelling. Wait, we're still in the middle of the letter, aren't we? my book listening to the mango can lead to listening to starship sofa which leads to educational programming from jj campanella and science news yes everybody go listen to starship sofa and jj is like seven times smarter than brainiac but refuses to shrink cities on the grounds that he's not able to the dune steve makes the mango seem like the gold standard of punctuality although the empire state building strikes back is worth the wait jesus keith why aren't you my publicist you can regret wasting even three to five minutes of your life Oh, shit, it just took a turn for the worse. The elitist mango is almost worth $4 a month. I agree. Everyone listening should almost subscribe. Procrastinating pays off, and the amount of stress is negligible, except in May. In which case, it's nearly lethal. Thanks, Keith. And now you must listen to your sales. Are you still listening? Email music by David Bradshaw of DavidBradshawMusic.com Why don't you say swell things about me too by flapping dangerously in the comments for this post or crappily mailing me so we can wipe off our computer monitors onto the nearest toilet at Matthew at or live ever after if you can manage that at BewareTheHarryMango at gmail.com Alright, I'm out of mail. Start writing again, everyone. Whenever we're breaking into someone else's local comic book shop, the SF and SF Signal stands for Superface, the superhero born straight out of the SFSignal.com bullpen. Simon Fiore, mild-mannered man about town, is minding his own business all alone in an elevator when he's suddenly bitten by a radioactive face. After a trip back home for fresh undergarments and years of psychiatric treatment, Simon discovers that he has great power and not enough responsibility. He has the proportional strength of a human face. He can fly exactly as well as a human face can. He has teeth, and he can shoot saliva almost five feet depending on the wind. Alright, I know it. He sucks. Like a face. Tweet to all your trend-chasing followers that following me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity supplies you with exactly the right amount of cooks. There is a recommended daily allowance, you know. And that's one half of a cook. Slap down a heaping herding of money through the donate button on the memory home mattress page. That might not be a bad name if I ever decide to become a woman. Mattress Sanborn Smith. Maybe people would want to sleep on me then. Hmm. Anyway, donate a couple of bucks and I'll let you sleep on me. Or don't donate anything at all and I'll let you sleep on me. Please sleep on me. This podcast gurgles disturbingly from a body hole that isn't even its own, in fact I'm pretty sure it's one of mine, near the top, regarding the horrors of drug abuse when the rich kids like Abilify and Nexium publicly humiliate and slap senseless, poor over-the-counter laxatives, and the suppository type of Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 International national license is... <laughs> Until your Dr. Doolittle does a whole lot more, this will be your Push You to Pull Me host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, reminding you, don't get your panties in a bunch, unless you're just trying to make it easier for me to sniff them all at the same time. Good night.